welcome in Clay Travis, Kelly Stewart, Kelly in Vegas, a.k.a. Big Fat Loser. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, this is The Fade. I've got a ton of winners for you in college football and the NFL, and everybody knows that I hate to brag or draw attention to myself. It's just not what I do. Kind of guy who scores a touchdown, gives the ball to the ref, jogs to the sideline, doesn't bring any attention on himself at all. But I was amazing last weekend. Nine and five in college football picks. Five and one in the NFL outkick six-pack. I believe that adds up to 14 and six, even though I am a Tennessee public school kid. I know that that is good. And as if that were not good enough, I also am in a high-end fantasy football league with Kelly Stewart. And our two teams played this weekend And yours truly was victorious. I think the final margin was 2.6 points, which means the six field goals that my guy Justin Tucker made was the difference. I needed, if it had only been five field goals, Kelly would have won. And so when the Titans dropped that totally insignificant punt at the end of the half when they should have never had anybody back, that was the margin to allow me to win. Kelly What does it feel like to be a loser and to be utterly defeated and trampled on by my excellent team, which is actually named Clay Travis because I don't even know how to change the name of the team? You don't know how to look up the historical records either because I have absolutely owned you over the last five years in fantasy football. But that's beside the point. Front windshield, not rear windshield. I don't even know about anything in the past. I'm only looking to the future. Yeah, it was an unfortunate loss. And actually, uh, those field goals – hurt me in several ways. I had the over in yes. London. So that was I painful yes. there as well. Uh, you know, on uh, a different show I do, we talk about kicking is for losers. Mike Vrabel, what a loser. That was a painful one for you as a Titans fan. But uh, look, I digress. But I had the under, so I won at least. At least even though that awfulness when they ran six plays from the one-yard line and burned one minute like they were trying to hit the under before they kicked a field goal on third down. Um, I, uh, I at least profited off of that awfulness. Good. I'm happy 2-0 for you against, well, me this week, if you count that loss as well. The under just keeps cashing in London, Clay, and uh, that's what I get for being a contrarian sometimes, I guess. Didn't the under go like 12-2 and or 13-2 and this week in the NFL? I mean, there were not very many points scored, and I think it was the biggest day for unders in like 25 or 30 years. Uh, I think it was 1991. All the unders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Almost every single one went under. All the unders cashed. Yeah. If you had blindly just bet the unders, you would have had an unbelievable weekend. And I bet there's a lot of people who do blindly bet overs because it's more fun to root for points. Although I like unders more. All right. What do you think? Should we start college football or the NFL? I think we should start college football. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Great minds think alike, although I'm a winner and you're a loser. Uh, Let's start with the biggest game of the weekend, Uh, Penn State at Ohio State. Kelly, I like Penn State plus four and a half. You go and look at the numbers, and I don't want to sound like a total nerd, but Penn State analytically has been one of the best teams in the country. They've got a young quarterback in Aller, but he can make every throw. Uh, They have dominated against virtually every opponent. Uh, James Franklin has been a covering machine. I still feel, I don't know what you feel like, I still feel like we don't know a lot about this Ohio State team. Everybody watched. uh, They were fortunate to get the win on the road at Notre Dame. 
But other than that, they really haven't had a signature matchup. They weren't very good the last time we saw them against Maryland. Uh, And then they kind of caught some heat at the end and ended up covering by a half point against the Terps. Uh, But I think Penn State goes on the road. The number I got is four and a half. And by the way, these are numbers that I'm using. For everybody out there who's like, that number's actually uh, four or five and a half or whatever. When I send in my picks, which are up at OutKick, that's the number I'm referencing. So I'm not looking at this, and we're taping this in the morning, and it's going to go up in the afternoon. So everybody out there is like, those numbers shift. Like, these are the numbers, all right? Uh, I like, but here's an easy one for you. I don't like Penn State to just cover the four and a half. I think Penn State's going to go on the road, in the shoe, and I think they're going to win outright. I really like Penn State plus the four and a half, but I don't think I'm going to need them. I think Penn State wins. What says you, Kelly? Clay, this is a tough one because you just nailed it. Who are these Buckeyes, right? We don't really know what their identity is. And then on the same token, James Franklin, as you mentioned, has covered 13 straight games. So this is really tough. Is this Penn State team going to be a square dog? We are taping on Tuesday morning. So I still have a lot of work ahead of me, but I can tell you this right now. If you look at the last six meetings between these two teams, 61.7 points per game. And Vegas ushers out 47 and a half as the total. This is kind of a weird, a weird line for me, and it's making me look a little bit deeper into this one. We both we know that both teams can run the ball. We know that Trayvon Henderson has been out the last two games for the Buckeyes. So we're gonna have a big question mark there. We're gonna see both of these defenses strut out there and play better than they would against Illinois or Minnesota, but You kind of have to wonder if they're not going to take some shots downfield here. I was shocked to see this line this low. I do lean Penn State with you, but I think I like the over more. That's interesting. Both these defenses have been great. Uh, And then James Franklin uh, on the cover machine aspect also has been really funny. Uh, Did you see the, the clip go viral of James Franklin being asked about why they weren't taking more shots downfield and whether he ever just told his quarterback to throw it no matter what? Did you see that? You Maybe know, our guys to, can even. I was going to say, I try not to listen to anything say, James Franklin says. He is one of the more infuriating coaches for me to bet on or against. He and I have not gotten along for a better part of a decade at this point. I've known, I know James Franklin very well. He's a good dude. But if you watch that clip, maybe our staff can put in that clip, which is actually pretty funny for people who have not seen it, talking about the deep shots. But it is interesting, the under here. Both Penn State and Ohio State have top 10 defenses through halfway through the season if you look at the metrics. Um, and uh, I, I expect points to be re- – I, I, don't, I don't like the over, although I, I do think it's interesting how low this is. I, I just – I love Penn State plus the four and a half. All right, I would say probably the other biggest game, uh, and, and I was talking with a buddy about this. If you take away the – I think it's the fourth quarter for Alabama against Texas – and you take away the second quarter of Tennessee on the road against Florida. Otherwise, Tennessee and Alabama would both be undefeated. They both played basically one quarter of really bad football all year. Uh, The line's around to eight and a half or nine, Tennessee as the underdog. Um, I obviously, I've watched every snap of every Tennessee and Alabama game, so I feel like I know these teams fairly well. Kelly, I love the under, 46 and a half. Um, that's the number that I saw. This is also another low number, uh, especially when you consider last year's game ended 52-49. to 49. So both of these teams 
would have covered this number by themselves last year. But Hendon Hooker and Bryce Young has given way to Jalen Milrow and to uh, Joe Milton. And the quarterback production has been drastically down. And meanwhile, the defense, especially for Tennessee, is infinitely better this year. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I love the under. I don't trust Joe Milton or Tennessee enough on the road, frankly, to take this team even with that decent number uh, because I think Tennessee on the road has been a different team than Tennessee at home. Uh, And so I would stay away from the line personally. I like the under 46 and a half. How would you break it down, Kelly? Yeah, I don't want any part of the overclay. You've got the second and third best scoring defenses in the SEC this season. Alabama averaging just six, allowing an average of just 16 points per game. Tennessee, 17. If you look at the stretches they've went on, three of the last four for Tennessee have gone under. Five of the last six have went under for Alabama. I don't blame you. Here's my one caveat. I agree with you. I bet against your Vols uh, when they came to the Swamp, and they played even worse than I thought they would. But I don't think this is your traditional Alabama team. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I don't love what I see from Jalen Milrow. He has a lot of inconsistencies. And this Alabama defense is the only reason why they have won football games, in my opinion. Uh, I was dead wrong about Tennessee against South Carolina, and I actually don't even want to talk about South Carolina after that bad beat uh, this last yeah, that Saturday. Was a tough one. But I had South it, Carolina too. That was gross. But here's here's my thing. You've got a revenge, right? And that's what a lot of people are going to buy in, right? And last year, Knoxville, 52-49, 15-game losing streak got snapped. Now, unfortunately, Hendon Hooker is gone. Bryce Young's gone. I agree with you. This looks like an under-type game. I want to lean towards the balls. I need a little bit more time to look at this matchup and really make a decision here. I think that that revenge factor is put into this line. I think it's a little too high. I made the game seven and a half. Not that eight or nine is really a significant number in college football, but I do think it can make a difference. This looks like a touchdown type game. Um, If Tennessee hadn't played as poorly as they have on the road against Florida, against South Carolina, and against Georgia, their last three other than Vanderbilt, which I don't count as a road game, uh, SEC road games, I'd be more inclined. It seems to me that Tennessee's at the stage in the program, which is a big improvement, where they're winning pretty much every game at home, but they don't yet have the next level. And I know they whipped LSU last year for people out there who are like, but yeah, they, they crushed LSU, I think 40-13 to 13 or whatever it was last year. Um, but yeah, that was before LSU had really started putting things together. I just haven't seen Tennessee play anywhere near as well on the road as they have at home. So that's why I think Bama will win. All right, here's my blood bank, Kelly. I'm tapping the veins. I want everybody ready for this one. This line makes no sense to me. Uh, South Carolina at Missouri, the over 58 and a half is my blood bank guarantee. It would not shock me at all if both teams go for 30. It wouldn't shock me if Mizzou goes for 45. This game's going to go way over 58 and a half. It feels like people haven't been paying attention to what's going on. I don't like the South Carolina defense. I do like Spencer Rattler. I'm kicking myself for not having taken the over instead of the line uh, in the Florida-South Carolina game last week. Um, uh, I, I am all in on the over in this one. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. 
It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. I would not want any part of the under. We talked about Brady Cook a couple of weeks ago and how well I thought they played as of, I mean, I made Mizzou a seven-win team, and we're basically right here, right? This team is going bowling. I probably owe Eli Drinkowitz an apology. He has done a tremendous job with this team. Now, as far as the Gamecocks go, I don't know where to go from here. You are up 10 points over Florida with about nine minutes to go, and you lose that football game. Clay, I joked that they gave up how many fourth down conversions. I think I said eight. I was obviously being sarcastic, but I do think it was like five or six. I mean, Graham Mertz, while all of his faults is a serviceable quarterback, that was just beyond unacceptable. How do you pick up the pieces, go on the road to Columbia, and win this football game? I don't know. We're going to see what Shane Beamer's got up his sleeve, but I don't blame you. I want no part of this under. I want to so desperately come back with the Gamecocks, take the touchdown here, because I do think Mizzou's becoming a little overvalued, but I can't do it. I just can't do it. Uh, All right, let me hit you with, I only have eight picks this week. I didn't love, uh, this is the lowest number of of gambling picks I've had in a college football week so far. Uh, Let me give you several of these, Kelly, and you can tell me if you, uh, as we run through, um, whether you feel strongly one way or the other on any of them. Uh, Minnesota, Iowa, uh, I'm taking the under 32 and a half. This is the lowest college football under I've ever seen. Uh, and so I just, I, I can't avoid jumping on this one. Ole Miss Auburn, I've got the over 56 and a half. Uh, Michigan, I think is going to totally obliterate Michigan State. Uh, I'm taking Michigan minus 24 and a half. I'm taking Duke plus 14 at Florida State. And then I've got Clemson minus three and a half at Miami. Do any of those to you, Kelly, stand out one way or the other? Do you love or hate any of those picks? Yeah, after uh, I tailed one of my buddies on Miami the other night, I absolutely don't blame you for wanting to lay it with Clemson on the road. But, of course, I have Miami on my list. But I'm going to get Cristobald again, so I am going to just stay away from that one. I want to like Auburn so bad in that matchup, but their offense is so inept. It is so painful to watch. And as far as any of the other ones go, I'd like to make a case for the Gophers. I really like P.J. Fleck. And every once in a while, they come out and surprise you with something offensively, but mainly that defense. So, yes, I agree with you there on the Minnesota-Iowa under. It could be a 17-16 final, 
and uh, you somehow just squeak by, but my goodness, that one is low for a reason. Michigan, I feel like we are underrating. I've got them number one overall in my outkick uh, numbers. They The most points they've given up to anybody is 10, and they won that game 52-10. to 10. I think that was Minnesota. Um, they are winning by a margin the likes of which we haven't ever seen through seven weeks. Uh, they're going to smoke, I think, Michigan State this weekend. Uh, I know it's a rivalry game. I don't think it's going to matter. And then I think they get Purdue – before they have, I believe it's a bye in advance of their game against Penn State. I think I've got that Michigan schedule right. Uh, but to me, this is a real bye opportunity still on Michigan because since Michigan State fired Mel Tuckler, and I know they only lost 27-24, and I missed on that one last week, and Rutgers was maybe even fortunate to win. Um, I just, I, I think Michigan State has, has mailed it in. Do you have favorite college football picks? And to remind people, we're taping this week early because I've got uh, to jump a flight to D.C. and I'm going to be in D.C. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I'm not going to be doing outkick shows. uh, And that's why we're taping early in the week. But I wanted to get the bets in. Uh, Do you have any college football games that you love so far this week, Kelly? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to be on Mississippi State here. Clay, you've got an Arkansas team that is just got to be so defeated. They have played a tough schedule. They've had some ugly losses to teams like BYU. I think this Mississippi State team could get the best of them here in Fayetteville. I'm not sure if I'm going to get to the money line yet, but uh, I definitely took the plus seven early on. And I like Colorado State once again at UNLV. If you look at some of the teams that are streaking as far as ATS goes, this is about the time of the season where I like to start fading those teams. Luckily, I did not fade UNLV last week with their in-state rival, Nevada. That's just because Nevada is not a good football program. Colorado State, if you watch uh, down double digits in the fourth quarter, came back, Hail Mary, win that game. Jay Norvell has done a really good job with this Rams team, and I would not be surprised to see them go into Las Vegas and be able to get the outright win. All right, let me give you my picks in the NFL here. Um, I went, like I said, 5-1, and one, hate to brag, uh, last week. Um, and here are my picks, and then, Kelly, I'll let you analyze what games you like the most, and we'll break them down. Thursday night, I'm taking the Jags plus three at the Saints. Uh, again, we don't know 100%, I don't think, Kelly, about Trevor Lawrence's health. You won't till later in the week. I would be surprised if he doesn't play. Um, and so I'm taking the Jags in that Thursday night game at the Saints. Uh, I've got the Colts plus three against the Browns. I'm fading uh, the Browns. We still don't know 100% about Deshaun Watson, but I think Minshew Mania uh, and the Browns, as good as that defense is, not going to be a lot of points scored. I've got the Bucks minus two and a half against the Falcons. I think the Bills are going to blow out the Patriots. That number is a high one. I got them at eight and a half. I've got the Lions plus three at the Ravens and the Dolphins plus two and a half at the Eagles. That is my outkick six-pack. What do you like the most in the NFL matchup so far as you can see it? Clay, I'm surprised you're not taking that under in New Orleans once again. That is another streaker that just keeps on giving, paying dividends, uh, you're right with uh, your question mark with Trevor Lawrence. I do think he will be a go, but we shall see. That was a, a really ugly one by me. That was my big loss last weekend. I like the Colts a lot, and I just wasn't impressed with them. No uh, jet lag from the Jets. 
Again, taping this on Tuesday, so I've got a lot more work to do, but I was absolutely floored to see that the Packers were a one-point favorite in Denver. Does that mean that I want to touch the Denver Broncos? Absolutely not. But that was the head-scratcher of the week, right? So Packers off a bye. Now they go to Denver. Talk about the altitude elevation. We'll see how that one ends up playing out. But I'm with you. I think Miami, the Dolphins plus two, also an excellent teaser spot here. We kind of talked about how Philadelphia might come crashing down to earth with Jalen Hurts' turnovers, three of them against a really solid Jets defense. This is a Miami team who has turned on the afterburners. They are just fireworks, and I wouldn't expect to see anything less than more fireworks this week in Philadelphia. And as far as that goes, that's pretty much all I have on my radar. Giants plus two, uh, also an excellent teaser spot for this week. Can't believe they couldn't get the outright win when they had Buffalo on the ropes there. But I agree with you. Buffalo looks like the side to play over New England. Uh, I mean, listen, when Pats fans are calling for Bill Belichick's retirement and uh, we're seeing a lot of problems in uh, Foxborough, this is not a team that I want to back. I have a stat that I grabbed because I was just kind of blown away by it. I I think the Bills are going to blow the Patriots out. I I just don't think the Patriots can score. I think the Bills coming off that, they were lucky not to get the pass interference call in the end zone against the Giants. With Tom Brady, Bill Belichick's coaching record is 219-64. and Without Brady, Belichick's career record, 80-93. and And everybody's talking about Belichick potentially becoming the winningest NFL coach of all time, but he's also close to becoming the losingest NFL coach of all time. And I think that he's going to lose a uh, a, a lot more games this year. I, I just that was a great debate that we used to have in the world of sports talk radio and the world of sports talk radio on television, which is basically what First Take and Undisputed do. Uh, Who was more responsible for the Patriot dynasty, Brady or Belichick? Here's a good question for you, Kelly. Um, And this is one that I was was discussing with my 15-year-old. Who has lost more in the last two years in terms of their reputation? Russell Wilson, who might well have been a Hall of Famer if he had just retired when he left Seattle. Now he's a disaster, obviously, through a year and a half uh, with the Broncos. Or... Bill Belichick since Brady retired. That's a tough one because who has Belichick's faded more. I don't think there's an easy more? answer. I think that's why it's a great debate. Yeah, who, I, who I has hurt it, their reputation more? Well, this is the problem. Russell Wilson has one Super Bowl ring. Bill Belichick has what six, seven? Yeah, yeah. But there's, it's, there's, he has got six, but they're all Brady related. And yes. the idea that he's a great head coach, I think, has gone out the window. Brady went down to Tampa, won a Super Bowl the first year, made the playoffs two more years with the Bucs. And right now, I mean, it's possible the Patriots could be the worst team in the NFL uh, when you look at I, how good everybody else suddenly is in the AFC East. I would definitely say they're a bottom five team. I'm very happy to be holding an under seven and a half season win tickets. But yeah, it is actually really sad to see Bill go out like this because he was the undisputed greatest coach of all time. They always say you should retire on top. Uh, Maybe that means I should retire after last weekend. (laughs) No, I should retire. You lost. I crushed you in fantasy. I I was amazing in college football and the NFL. 
I, 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 I think it's important for everybody to know that I'm a winner and that you lost. That's, that's the most important part about the show today. Uh, what else is standing out to you? Anything else in, the, uh, in college football or the NFL that you're looking at? Again, we're taping early in the week. It's a Tuesday as opposed to a Wednesday or Thursday when we would typically do this show. Uh, looking at taking the points with Duke as well. Looking at taking the points with Oklahoma State over West Virginia. We all know Mike Gundy is a dog yet again. Maybe he's turned a corner there in Stillwater. Uh, and Well, who wants to lay points with Neil Brown? That's another debate. Uh, also looking at Baylor, plus two and a half here this weekend. As we all know, you're the SEC guy. I'm the Big 12 girl, so that's where I've got my eye. Uh, buyer beware in Manhattan, Kansas, though. I will say this. We're not sure who's going to be running that offense against TCU. TCU definitely uh, had the bottom fallout week one against Colorado, but that line scares me as a Wildcats fan. So we will see what happens with K-State TCU, but just everybody pump the brakes. Avery Johnson, super exciting, uh, but I don't know uh, if they're going to let him uh, take the leash off yet and actually be able to throw the ball downfield. Kelly, tell people how they can find you on uh, social media. Yep, you can find me at Kelly in Vegas on every single social media platform. You can find me over at Outkick. I'm going to be putting out some social content here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I think I get a revenge against Clay. Maybe it's week 12. And uh, we can actually have a side bet this time. We really dropped the ball on that one, Clay. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't even know we were playing. I'm. I'm not. Uh, this is not going to shock anybody. I'm not particularly adept. In fact, I think people got mad at me last week because I or last year because I forgot to update my team a couple of times and it threw the <laughs> entire league happen. into an uproar. Yes. Uh, so uh, so I was on the road a lot. It's hard to keep track. I was. It was hard for me to 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 be to logged in all the time. All right. Uh, appreciate all of uh, you out there. This has been the fade. Uh, tap the veins. Get the bets in. South Carolina at Mizzou is, as always, the blood bank. We'll see you next week. And I, by the way, will be on Big Noon this Saturday for people who want to get their Saturday started off. I'll be with Luke Bryan, not going to stink, country music superstar, breaking down college football and more. Uh, That's on Fox Big Noon kickoff. uh, So I'll be getting ready for the gambling day early. And a lot of you get your bets in now. Good stuff, Kelly. See you next week. Love that. I'm very jealous, Clay. It should be fun. should be a lot of fun. See you all.